New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com new to medicare go to myhealthpolicy.com with myhealthpolicy.com you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers start now to find a plan and apply online myhealthpolicy.com makes it easy to find a medicare advantage plan in your area including plans for zero dollars a month in plan premiums low out-of-pocket costs and expansive provider networks my decision my medicare MyHealthPolicy.com. You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey gang, welcome back. It's time for episode 158 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name's Kyle. I'm Michelle. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. How are we all doing this weekend? Michelle, first time back on the main pod in a while. How you been? Oh my god. Hi, guys. It's 2019, uh, and now I'm back. What? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> she took a year off. I literally kind of did, like, go on... You, should, you should have had, like, the winter <laughs> Michelle 2018 World Tour t-shirts made. Yes. Oh, my God. That would have been awesome. You should do Hashtag that. Hashtag traveler. I know, right? I should I should get those. Maybe when I, if I start traveling more, I'll try to do, like, a, like, what, like a band tee, like, put on the back of, instead of all the touring locations. Don't be all the places I You should. That, Why not? That'd be hilarious. I mean. Would you, would, be, be, uh, would you be down for having um, Michelle's Traveling the World uh, Tumbling Saber Tea on Tea Public? Dude, I'd be so down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd take a picture of myself in every country that I'm. Yes. Michelle is almost like the, the Ron Burgundy of Tea Public, where if you make a shirt, she'll buy it. <laughs> oh, I'll totally buy it. I am totally Ron Burgundy. Like, uh. <laughs> Carlos, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Burned a lot of wood this weekend. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah, it's nice and toasty in my in my house right now. So yeah, all, all things considered, very good weekend, and uh, look, looking forward to recording this podcast with you folks. Yeah, me too. Did it snow up there? Started again just a few minutes ago. I was on my way home, and uh, the little wow! I almost swore the little snowflakes started coming down. We don't have a ton of snow though. No, no, no. We we really don't. Like this time last year, I think we had a bunch. This year, we've got I've got maybe six inches on the ground. I was actually looking at the forecast before before recording here, and it's we're not getting a whole ton over the next two weeks. So, you know, I, I don't know what kind of winter we're gonna get, but I pay for snow removal, so I generally like to get my money's worth. So bring on the snow, I say. But anyway, let's uh, let's get on with things. We got we got a couple of. Uh, housekeeping items here for the Star Wars Commonwealth to kick off 2019. Uh, and the first, uh, not the greatest news of all time, but, you know, 
these things happen. So we have to, we have to say that uh, Tim McMahon from the Less Than 12 Parsecs podcast has had to step away from his show uh, for an indefinite period for personal reasons, which we're not going to get into. But he, he has promised the, that he will be back at some point on the mic. So um, we're going to keep a seat warm for him for as long as we need to. We love Tim. We love his pod. And, um, you know, I, I just hope that things work out for the best. We're going to wish him all the best. And a, a big thank you to Tim for being such a good, um, respectful member of the Commonwealth, of our team. And uh, we hope to see you back very, very soon, Tim. Yeah, I've li- I listened to his uh, final episode. And... Um... It's a little, uh, you know, I, 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 I feel a little camaraderie. I feel a little closer to Tim now, um, just because of uh, how uh, you know straight and honest he was, and uh, you could tell, you know, it, 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 it wasn't uh, an easy decision for him to make. And uh, Godspeed, Tim. And uh, like uh, Kyle said, though, you know, uh, your uh, your chair is going to be uh, going to be there if and when you're ready to come back. Absolutely. Tim will be back. He's, he's too good at podcasting. He loves, he loves doing this too much. And whether it's, you know, like you said, in, in three months or a decade, <laughs> Tim is going to be back. And I can only hope that we are all here to greet him when he's ready to return. Uh, but in more positive news, we are very excited to announce that the Sandcrawler podcast is now a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth. That, that is amazing news to me. Like they are one of the premier, if not the premier uh, Star Wars collecting podcast out there. Yeah. And this is a big deal for me. And anyway, like as a collector, I enjoy uh, Mike and, and uh, Dan's presence online anyway. But now to have them as official members of the team, just I'm just tickled pink over this. And, uh, you know, it's, it, again, like, it's a big deal. So welcome to the group, uh, Mike Tarkin and Dengar Dan. We are really, really thrilled to have you among us. But so here's the rub, you guys listening right now. If you're listening to this on the Patreon feed on Monday, you're getting some privileged information because this is not quite ready for full-on public consumption yet. So uh, there's a little perk of being a powerful friend. You get info sometimes before everybody else, right? So just keep this one under under wraps for uh, give it give it 12, 12 to twenty four hours before you go bananas with that. So again, <laughs> yeah, Kigo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kigo from the future. Yeah, exactly. So, right. So, again, huge, huge welcome to to Dan, Dengar Dan, and Mike Tarkin McDonald. Uh, so happy that they're here with us now. And thank you to, uh, to Rob, our global director of talent procurement. He jumped on this one, made it happen. So way to go, Rob Williams. Uh, if you guys want to check out Sandcrawler Podcast, if you're not familiar with them already, uh, you can find them at sand, the sand, or, sorry, sandcrawler.net at SandcrawlerCast on Twitter, uh, at SandcrawlerPodcast on Facebook, and of course, iTunes, Libsyn, Stitcher, YouTube, all that stuff, Instagram, they are everywhere and everywhere. Uh, You can definitely find them somewhere if you just type in their name. And they are definitely, definitely worth your time. So welcome aboard, fellas. I don't usually jump in when you make announcements like this, but I just want to say, um, when I heard the news, I was really, really excited because back in, I think it was August or November, I was actually checking out uh, collecting podcasts um, to do uh, my own type of research. And they actually did a Lego episode and I was very, very happy. And um, yeah. And then when the news dropped this week uh, behind the scenes that they'd be jumping on the network, I was ecstatic for that. So welcome aboard, guys. Welcome indeed. All right. So. This is the point where we usually do our collecting update, where Corey kind of takes over because he's crazy with his collecting. 
Uh, but he's not here this week. We are doing our, our starting our sort of three-person rotation for the pod. And so do, do we have anything? Do you guys have anything to share this week? Michelle, anything that you've picked up Star Wars related? Probably because <laughs> I haven't been on the pod Probably. for <laughs> um, Well, I know for sure that I don't think I talked about things I got yet. Um, definitely not on the main pod. But uh, I got these really cute um like fluffy like soft you know how you have there they have like the soft fluffy socks but like the material that that's made out of well they have like star wars toys that's made out of the fluffy soft blanket material thing um so i got them at duty free like at the narita airport no haneda airport when i was coming back to la from japan i got um a Darth Vader and a um who else did I get? The other one is a gift, so I probably won't say who I got on here because now I remember. Um, but it's a gift that I haven't given yet. So I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> um and then I got this really cool um Darth Vader uh it's this like Japanese Darth Vader like statue thing. Oh, I don't no way. really to describe, but it's like in a black box and it's like a samurai, like one oh. of those, the really cool ones. Those are that so nice. The, yeah. It lights, I think it's supposed to light up, but, um, I got one of those. I found it like on a, like on a used site. So it was pretty affordable, which was great. Cause I know that it can like run up pretty high priced, but it's Japan too. So it came like wrapped in plastic and it was like super nice. So I brought that back that and is then I got so a cool. Yeah. It's really cool. I'll probably put a picture of it up on the Twitter. I wasn't, I didn't put it up when I got it because I wasn't sure if I was going to keep it or give it as a Christmas present, but it's just like too cool not to keep. You keep that. That's yours, <laughs> so Michelle. I, I, it um yeah it's amazing it's really really cool because it, it's it's kind of like modeled in his posing how typical like samurai actors or like figurines that they would make in japan are kind of modeled similarly after the way that they've posed him so i thought that was really cool um and the japanese stuff is really cool because when i was in Hawaii right before I went to Japan I was looking at some of the cooler Star Wars uh figures and stuff and they're all made in Japan so I was like I might as well just buy the Japanese one um and then I met up with a friend uh of of podcasting Star Wars podcasting in Japan um named Dave Hackerson and he's been on like the Star Wars on top and other stuff and he's really really like knowledgeable about uh the japanese influences on mm-hmm. uh, star wars and stuff when he himself is like this norwegian dude <laughs> from <laughs> america um and he we exchanged like christmas gifts and um i got him and his daughters and his sons um these like the solo pez dispenser like it comes in this little tin thing and i gave that to him and then i gave them the um boba fett uh, hallmark like christmas aren't it 
And then he gave me these really cool, like, um, they're called bean dishes, but they're usually like the tiny little dishes they put that like use at, um, sushi restaurants that put soy sauce in, but, Mm -hmm. uh, they're star Wars ones that are like made in Japan, which were really cool. And I've never seen anything like it. So I thought that was really rad. Um, and then I got some like star Wars Bushido, like, uh, nonfiction books that are written by like Japanese scholars, which I thought were really interesting. And so it's like uh, the art of Bushido in Star Wars, like that's written kind of by these Japanese. Um, that's super rad. You have to break of, those down for us on uh, the next yeah, journal. Really, really cool. <laughs> so I got some of those um, and it was like kind of like Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance, but like Star Wars, but in Japanese, which was really cool. So I got some of that stuff. And then I, I think I'm sure I got other things, but um, those are the things I can remember wow. off the top of my head. Jeez. And those are like quite a few things. And then the other stuff I got for my mom was like, I got her the Japanese version of the Porg and Chewy book for Christmas. Nice. Um, and I got, I got her the black series porks for Christmas as well. And then I got her like a bunch of pork stuff. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Who why doesn't not? love a pork here or there? Yeah. And, that's um, that's pretty much it. I think I'm, I'm sure I got more stuff, but, uh, that I don't remember. But and that's, they, and they say star Wars merch sales are down. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle's keeping them, everything afloat. Carlos, can you top that? <laughs> Well, uh, let's see. Uh, this week I went to, uh, I went to the honey hole and, uh, I bought everything and, uh, <laughs> wait a minute, Corey, are, is that you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, uh, seriously. <laughs> okay. Was, so I was, can was, that, was that a deep breath or was that a toke? Well, that, <laughs> it could have been one or the other with Corey. Who knows? <laughs> Um, I just knocked the, the mic. What a, what an amateur anyways. Um, yeah. So I wanted to talk about this the other day and I couldn't because my little rugrats were here, but, uh, Ryan's birthday is coming up. So I bought the amazing book of Lego star Wars. Um, oh, cool. Oh, it's amazing. And it's, it's actually on special right now at the Lego store, uh, Lego shop.com. Um, I'm not sponsored by Lego, but if they would like to sponsor me, uh, I would, I would uh, accept that endorsement. Um, so go check it out. Uh, Lego, the amazing book of Lego star Wars that actually includes a gigantic poster of the millennium Falcon. Um, and there's like pullouts in the pages and obviously the photos are gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, th- I think he's going to love it. I really, really think he's going to love it, but I'm also, I'm also getting him a couple of the battle packs. So the new battle packs of the uh, Inferno Squad and the Praetorian Guards, and this is how much this is how magnanimous and how much of a of a, of a good human being I am. Uh, Ryan's mother bought him Snoke's throne room, despite my uh, my protests, because it's uh, horrifically overpriced, and uh, I thought it was there was better ways to spend ninety dollars. Um, but she bought it anyways. But what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to uh, give Ryan the Praetorian Guard battle pack so that he could take home to his mother's so that he can actually have four or five Praetorian Guards to play with in that that whole set. Nice. That is a good fathering move. That is the That's right thing so to do. Thoughtful. Yeah. So you that that the high road, man, like good for you. 
Oh, no, no. Yeah, lean into Taking it. the high road. Hold, you hold did on, hold take on. the high road. No, like, no, no, Hold on. Taking the high road would not have been to point out the, the disgusting nature. <laughs> no, the, I mean, like. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, true. But, like, we were like, you know what? Let's, let's just, like, let's make it and let's make a, make a, make it a good thing and, like, make it worth you know yeah lean into it make 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 it better like make it worth him playing with it because yeah. adding to the experience for him you know what i mean yeah Absolutely. exactly yeah so that's a little maybe a little gesture on my part just to like uh try to smooth over some of the the tension that i didn't invite and uh yeah so whatever so we're gonna do that and uh i also got a couple of other lego things that are not star wars but since Corey's not here <laughs> uh i'll uh <laughs> <laughs> so let's pad these numbers here yeah uh so what's really cool right now is if you go to legoshop.com and you click on the sale tab uh there's these lego has these awesome um notebooks uh, that uh, are themed and on the top of the notebook, you actually have the, some of the studs where you can actually personalize them and like actually uh, uh, spell out your name or, or something of that nature. And the Lego Batman books, the little notebooks that are usually um, giving Canadian prices here, I think usually $16 for, for these little notebooks. Well, they're at, th- they're at $4 right now. What? Yeah. So, so cool. Yeah, I so those little notebooks are so cute. They're amazing. So for three ninety nine Canadian dollars, uh, I picked up five of those books. <laughs> wow! And I'm looking, and the sale is actually still on, and I might get some more. I, I think I might <laughs> get send some them, more. Send Should. them all. Back <laughs> the truck up. One, that's like like two two ninety nine or like one ninety nine like American dollars. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it is much. it's really cheap. Yeah, that's like for, yeah, that's like three American dollars. Yeah, well, it's four Canadian, three American makes yep. sense. Yeah. yeah, but for that's a regular book, you, even if like you could use them for anything. <laughs> like I always have like a stack of notebooks. Yeah, just no, definitely, definitely. I'm gonna use one for. I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna keep a couple for myself for just for. Uh, song. Exactly, Michelle. You, you, you and me. Mind beam. Um, but uh, I'm actually gonna use one uh, for uh, Ryan's school bag, so that it's always in the school bag, so that uh, him and his mom, or me and his mom, can actually write notes to each other. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what we're doing, and uh, and I got a couple of those uh, Batman Lego tumblers. So there's these little uh, glasses that actually in the base of the glass actually have like loose Lego pieces. Oh, I and used to love those when I was little. I know, and they're on special too. And uh, <laughs> those are rad. Uh, I don't know how much those cost. I think they're like four or five bucks. Uh, regular price 10 or something of that nature so yeah, i got a couple of those as well and i'm sure uh, i still have my like disney ones from when i was little oh my god that's adorable i just want to punch myself in the face when i hear (laughs) when i hear stuff like that (laughs) it just means that we're hoarders that that is correct (laughs) that's the right right thing everyone else in the universe is watching japanese superwoman clean up everyone's lives on netflix but here I'm telling you about 
like little cups that I've owned for over 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so that's it. That's what uh, that's what I got. That's my collecting update for this week. I'll let you know if I get any more of those notebooks, and I'll let you know if I get any more of those tumblers. <laughs> and, um, yeah, fun times. Oh, but yeah, the tumblers are $4.99 Canadian as opposed to $9.99 online, uh, what, the, what they were. That's so half price. pricing. Holy cow. Yeah. Great. Well, that, that means they're ready to retire because a, a new Lego Batman movie is coming out. So they're probably going to pump us with new product. Oh, you know it. Uh, nothing for me. I had a couple near misses. Actually, something I'm keeping my eye on. Somebody on Virage Sale is selling his vintage Burger King Lando Calrissian glass. Hmm. That's sweet. Yeah, it's really nice. I didn't get a chance to... to actually, I, if I knew if I contacted the guy, I would have made a a long run out to get it this weekend. I didn't quite have the time. Um, so I'm, I, I think I got to, I got to reach out to this guy and pick it up. I have, I think they've, you know, they did them for all three movies and I, I think they did four for each movie and I only have five of those glasses. So that's going to be like this long-term quest, but it looks like it's in really good shape. So I might reach out to this guy. He's only asking 10 bucks. So that's great. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good price. And the and same guy, because weren't you like taking a pause on Black Series for a while? Oh yeah, big time, big time. And um, <laughs> he also he also has a vintage VHS copy of A New Hope, like from CBS Fox, which he's also yes. again, asking for a few bucks. But it's it's just so cool to have that kind of relic. So I might that that's it. I mean, I don't really I didn't get anything this week. I've I've taken a little bit of a step back. Uh, in fact, I've I have to minus this week because my son, uh, he really wanted to open a figure today. Like he just really wanted something. So I gave him um, my Kanan Jarrus in Stormtrooper disguise from the Rogue One series. So I, I'm down a collectible. <laughs> I had a whole That's box. Okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. Nobody just... cares about Kanan. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Those are fighting words for the internet. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, so I, I, I took out, I have a whole case of, unopened TFA Rogue One The Last Jedi solo three and three quarter figures. I don't know why I'm why they're still boxed, but I just said, here buddy, reach in, pick whatever figure you want, and you can open it today. And so he sorted through of course he had to look through every single one, but he finally settled on Kanan because it had a helmet and a blaster and a lightsaber. So the most losable parts. Uh so yeah, that that's uh, my that's my collecting update. But I'd I'm gonna also take a high road Instead of talking about what I added, I'm going to add about what I can, what I can add, what we can add to some one of our powerful friends. We have I realized we haven't announced our prize for the end of the month, so let's do that now. Uh, so I I think a good prize to kick off the year. We talked about it before before recording. We're going to call it the Storm Pilot Bro Pack. Hell yeah! And it's going to consist of Poe Dameron. And Finn, FN2187. Oh, yeah. The Funko Pops from The Last Jedi. But we're also going to throw in the 6-inch Black series of Finn and Poe from The Last Jedi. So, you know, it's it's a pretty significant little prize. Or Pin Yeah, it is. Yeah, so look forward to that, Powerful Friends. We're going to do that draw in a couple weeks' time. But uh, if you are not yet a Powerful Friend and you'd like to do so, just head over to Patreon and you can support us. We'll throw your name in the draw. And uh, you you could take home the uh, Storm Pilot Bro Pack, which I'm, I'm going to talk about incessantly until we do the draw. 
<laughs> all right, guys. So let's uh, let's jump into some news this week. We're you know we're all waiting for the news. When when is the dam gonna break on 2019 Star Wars news? Uh, but this last week we got what I think is pretty cool: a res- Resistance mid-season trailer. So the the the, mid- the second half of the season is actually underway right now as we record. But we got a trailer, so let's talk about that for a few minutes. And I, I think you know it was obvious. Like we talked about this when the first show first launched, that we said, "Hey, look, it's, yeah, it's going to take this light-hearted, childlike tone at the at the start, which might lose some older fans. But just like Rebels did, the show will evolve and it will grow. And I think it'll grow on specifically older fans who just dismiss this stuff as kiddie stuff. And it looks like it's exactly going in that direction." So Carlos, what uh, what stood out to you in this trailer? Um, the uh, the thing that stood out the most was the darkness. Yeah, a huge, like, a huge shift, right? Yeah, it, it feels it doesn't feel as light and bubblegummy. It's if it, it, it feels a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the, the the thing that stood out the most to me, and I actually enjoy that. I like that, and I like that we're they're setting they're setting up the or plowing the fields, sowing the seeds, whatever cliche you want to use, um, for uh, Hosnian Prime and uh, butting up against the Force Awakens. I think that's uh, that's really cool. I, I enjoy that part, that aspect of it. Absolutely. That I, that is obviously the big takeaway. But uh, Michelle, what what did you uh, walk away from this trailer thinking? Is Michelle there? Probably on mute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. Like the the tone is definitely getting more serious. Uh, and again, Star Killer Base was was the big deal. And uh, well, you know, one of the first things that stood out to me was sort of a prelude to Starkiller Base where uh, we see uh, Kaz and Poe enter a system of wrecked planets and no sun. And they're mystified, like, where's the sun? How? What could have done this? And we know. Yeah. And so we're kind of, we kind of get to empathize with those characters because we know what's coming. And they have no clue. So I, I thought that was a, a cool little nod. And I, I guess it's it's evidence that the First Order may have been taking Starkiller out on a tour, testing it out and draining various stars throughout the galaxy as as it tested out how effective the weapon could be. Which is which is kind of chilling, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely. Like, how do you? Uh, how vile are they? Even the Empire they did the same thing. They're like, oh, we're gonna just do a weapons test of uh, the Death Star. Uh, target uh, Jetta City. Why not? <laughs> like, but and it's not like, wow, that was bad. It was like, yeah, we just crippled the moon. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, we just targeted the city. The, the 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 moon itself didn't blow up, but it's uninhabitable now. Like, yeah, like if if you're reading the Star Wars <laughs> comics, you've seen what's become of Jedha, and it's all but uninhabitable. It's it's a, it in the I, I thought they went a little bit far in the comics, like showing just how unlivable. Jetta is i didn't yeah. i didn't think that single reactor fire would have destroyed Jetta as it did i mean i guess in the end I, i'm looking at it now sort of like the the asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs where it just yeah sent earth into a nuclear winter that's kind of what the death star did to Jetta as a planet never mind just the city but the, do we have news about what it did to scarif 
Because it was the same same kind of reactor blast, right? Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, we have not revisited Scarif in any way, but I guess I guess the result is probably the similar. same. Very similar. Yeah. Which is a shame. And we know, I mean, and, come on, and we know what happened planet. to Alderaan, right? Like we, uh, Alderaan just got, got completely obliterated. Completely. Completely nuked out of existence. How yeah. many, I don't know how many reactors there are, though. I don't know. No clue. I want to say 11, which seems excessive. That's like that's like martial amps. Turn it up to eleven. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Michelle, I think Michelle's yeah. Michelle fell off the call. She did. Yeah. Hopefully, Michelle will jump back on the call at some point. We lost her. Yeah, I don't know. Where? Who knows? You know, things in L.A. Maybe maybe they had the big one in, in L.A. That maybe that's oh, it. Oh shit! Don't say that. Holy cow! <laughs> it's morbid, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Especially our friends is there. We're having a call with her. It's like, yeah, maybe you really are a robot. Like <laughs> you and Rob Wade, two peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we're two peas on a pod. Yes, exactly. It was done on purpose. This is what, this is what we do. This is what we do. You set him up, I'll knock him down. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed the. Uh, I really enjoyed the the trailer, and I enjoyed the. Uh, the news that season two has been picked up. So uh, I think it goes hand in hand um, with uh, the, the direction that they're going in and and the um, the reaction from fans uh, about the news was more positive than I've been used to. Yes, uh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. I, I, and I'm... Uh, up talking because I'm not sure if I should be happy about it. Yes, so I don't know. Yeah, we need we need some peace and harmony in in Star Wars this year. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I can't take. Well, I suppose I could. I of course some people got really burned out on the negativity, and I can't. I don't want to be around that. For me, it was a lot of it was just like yeah, uh, I, you know, it's I, I want to use Sith disturbery language here, but uh, you know. <laughs> The tables have turned here. Uh, you know, if you if you think back to the first trailer for Resistance, it just got bombarded with thumbs down on YouTube. Yeah, just people were just flooding in thumbs down, thumbs down. This mid season trailer is got like a three to one ratio in the positive, so the, the tables have totally flipped. And it's like, guys, maybe if you let this play out a bit, maybe you might learn to like it a bit. You know. Yeah, people don't like to learn anything though. That's the problem. They they just want to go on what they already know and don't want to learn. They don't want to wait. It's it's it's, it's yeah. There's it's an aversion culture learning. that we're in right now. It's like I want everything to be perfect immediately. Uh, right? I don't want I don't want to harp too much on this because you know God. Oh, well, we're all we get, part of it. I mean, we're all. Uh, part God forbid we, we get another two star review because we're being. <laughs> <laughs> we're being too critical of something or other, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, no, I think we should take we should take the good uh, when the good comes, and uh, and and not harp on on the bad and not give it any gasoline. Yeah, I and it's, it, again, it's going back to last year. It's it's fine not to enjoy something, but just you know, say your piece and move on with your life. Like I would like yeah, to exactly. see one of these people. Walk into their into a restaurant where they got served a meal that they weren't quite happy with, and just stand in the kitchen for the next three hundred and sixty five days, yelling at the chef. Let's see how long that lasts. Before or he- even worse than yelling at the chef who produced the dish, standing and yelling at the guy who actually wrote the menu, 
because for some reason there shouldn't have been toasted walnuts in a salad. <laughs> Why'd you order it? <laughs> so oh, the, God. There's that. You know what I mean? Food tangents. Uh, Let's uh, not go on food tangents. We could be here all night. I know. We'll save that for sip disturbers. Yes. Plus, is to come back on the pod. Hey, there's Michelle. She's back. Hey. I made it work. I made a joke about maybe maybe the, the big one hit in LA. And I, oh, God. It probably did. And just... <laughs> just uh, just on my skype you know that's all good so we were talking about the uh the season uh the the mid-season trailer trailer. so what what are your thoughts what did you take away from that oh my god i had thought i was like i was in it i was ready to like respond and i was just like what happened anyway um i i really liked it i thought it was a lot more uh cinematic I I feel like I said that the first one was cinematic, but I meant in, in terms of like, um, animation, not just animation, but like the way they cut the trailer, it felt like the way that someone would cut like a big budget action movie or something. Like I could see the live action, like it looked like a live action star Wars trailer cut, like the way that they panned from one scene to another, like the quick cuts, right? Yeah, like in terms, in more of like the here comes a thing, and oh my gosh, he's reacting, and he has to run and get up, and it was just, and you're following him, and that kind of thing, like where it's just very, um, it's telling a story in the trailer as well, and not just like here are some some things you will enjoy next season or next, like the next part of this season or whatever. So I thought that was really cool. Um, the the ending, like the last. 10, 10 seconds or 15 seconds where it's just like boom 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 with that music i was just like i was like yes i'm in it i'm in it yes yes it's getting good um because i feel like for me because i i binge watched uh this series and i feel like i when i was on twitter earlier today i saw a lot of people uh, not a lot i guess but like a lot for a quick scan of people who are saying they were gonna binge watch the first part to prep for the second part or like because the trailer's yes. out or whatever. You know what? I saw a lot of people coming out of the woodwork. Much Don't like you? with yeah. Solo hitting Netflix, people saying, yeah, oh, I got to check this out for the first time. This is like yeah, yeah. resistance. People going, yeah, you know what? This the second half trailer looked really good. I'm going to have to catch up. And I saw a lot of people doing exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, I just binged them because I was like, oh, well here I have all, all 10 episodes. I can watch them back to back. And I'm really glad I watched them that way because I remember I when it first came out, I was trying to watch them week to week. And I felt like um, the way that they were trying to tell the story, I think it took it took a few episodes to get into like the meat of it. I felt like it was really cutesy and uh, to begin with in terms of like the characters and um, cause cause kind of annoyed me <laughs> to be honest at the beginning like i it's just you know typical young kids but like it's just um but then as as the season went on it it got really stronger i think and it from the looks of that trailer it looks like they have they had a, they have a really good plan of what they're trying to do yeah they've hit their stride um, now right 
Yeah, and I think from what I heard in the trailer when they were talking about like the pilots and they were like you need to have more than just a strategy about the pilots, like the ace pilots, which I feel like it's just verbatim like what people were probably thinking when they were watching the show where you're totally. just like this is kind of repetitive, like, you know, obstacles are great, but like the next obstacle has to be not the identical obstacle as the one before. Um, so I think it was it was kind of cool that they were there. You can see that they're pushing towards like, you know, doing more with just this whole ace pilot storyline. And um, it looked really cool. And I, I felt like um, I liked that it was going a little darker. And that scene where um, the First Order and like the black and the red on the big screen, I just I it gave me like that moment gave me like some good chills like where i was like "Ooh, well yeah like oh yes what, with hux doing his address right yes i didn't I know like, like that i find this fascinating that uh like that you know when we watched the force awakens we just thought hux was giving an address to his legion of, of troops i didn't mm-hmm. suspect or there, i mean there was nothing nothing to go on but that was being broadcast across the galaxy exactly. evidently i mean Which we have was kaz like- and, and um you know, some of the other kids, uh, it was Tora, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tora and Kaz are watching this hiding behind some boxes. Yep. It's being broadcast. Like the first order's and intent to destroy everything is being broadcast. That's, that's crazy. Exactly. And like the tone was great. And, and even their faces, like watching it from the boxes, I thought that was a really cool way to kind of unfold that moment where it was just like, where where they're telling us the writers are telling us like this this moment that we've seen that we just like what you said we didn't know was being broadcast was being broadcast and these characters we've come to meet who are you know who have connections to the people that we know in the films like are watching it in this very alarming scary way which i thought was really like smart and i felt it was like a cool way to like kind of almost hit that stride between like middle grade and young adult where it's like you don't it's it's about to transition but not it's like that sweet spot i think where it's, it, it was works. very effective yeah it's very effective it's it's it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like um harry potter prisoner prisoner of azkaban where it's like that really great tension between like younger subject matter and getting into a little bit older, complicated, darker, like gray subject matter, which I yeah. think was really smart and cool. And I think that's a really great sweet spot because it it in that sweet spot, you can get all the ages in there. Like you can get the younger kids, you can get the middle school kids, you can get the high school kids and you can get adults. And I feel like once you, if, if they're going to operate in that sweet spot from now on for a while, I think it's going to be, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. We're all, yeah. Everybody's going to be happy with that, but you know, I, I think we'll have to pay attention to the timeline a bit and I, I don't, this trailer didn't yeah. do us any favors, but at some point Poe and BB-8 are going to disappear from the show. Cause we're going to hit, we're going to run into the events of the force awakens at some point in these next 10 or 12 episodes. However many we've got, I, I guess it all depends on, when is the destruction of Hosnian Prime? Is that early on right. in the second half, or is that at the end of the season? Like, I don't really have any indication on that. But Poe and BB-8 would, are going to vanish at some point. It would be interesting if they decided to um, switch them out at the end of the first season, 
because sometimes you know how when they're trying to establish like um a show even just like a regular live action show that's a spin-off they'll have like some people from the main cast in it for a little bit and then to get them like on their feet and once they're on their feet they kind of like bow out and yeah. like give the others kind of the the spotlight so it, it might be that or maybe they're gonna like cycle in some newer character some of uh, some other like canon characters that so maybe they're only gonna have like a specific person or duo or well i i wonder about that so since we since we know we, we talked about like, season two being confirmed you know maybe kind of like living now. oh michelle's skype oh. is acting up big time <laughs> is it yeah sorry it sucks i'm so sorry it's all right you're not controlling skype so you know nothing to apologize for uh but we, we talked about season two being confirmed so i wonder if you know how far over into the timeline post the last jedi will we go and you know are we going to get any other appearances from from main characters will will could the colossus be a stop i mean i know they kind of sunk the base or sunk the colossus but i, w- I wonder if we'll see anybody from the last jedi or f- maybe a snap shows up in the show at some point It'd be really really interesting to see but anyway uh, th- can, I, can I just jump on something that I really, 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 really been holding my tongue about for 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 the last ten minutes? Sure. Okay. Uh, you know the red, the red and black Tie Fighter, the interceptor uh, one. Yes, Von Regs, Major Von. Von Reg, exactly. Uh, Lego rumor, oh, Von Reg no. Tie Fighter. Yeah, for for end of April or May the fourth. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 300 Ooh, or 400 pieces oh man i, I want to jump on that it looks great man they're going to start making some of the resistance uh, uh some of those are going to make great toys yes 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 those ships all those ships are going to be great even the um, there's one that looks like a tie um which one the, with the flat wings that come out vertically the tie interceptor yeah that's the it's the character voiced by uh uh, my goodness, my, my my boy, everybody's boy, uh, Stephen Stanton. Yes, I forget. Anyways, I forget the name he plays. Anyways, they're they're, they're probably gonna re- release two of those uh, in the first half of the year, and I just I, I I couldn't keep it in anymore. So uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, and that's that's a credit to the show and what they're doing and how good it is, and uh, I think. I think those things are going to sell well. I, I really believe they will. Now you can come back to me in six months and tell me that I whiffed completely and I'll uh, deny ever seeing this. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point uh, it will, this will, dis- the show will disappear off the catalog. So yes, uh, exactly. At some point in the distant future, there will be no evidence of, of that statement. I'm all worried. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> come at me for things i say on a star wars podcast man yeah uh all right so i'm excited for for resistance to to resume i'll be more apt to talk about it now because you know we we, we got really into it at the start Corey and i were, were doing like 10 12 minute breakdowns and then we just sort of like fell off which was i guess indicative of uh not necessarily our, our opinion of the show just that you know we we just didn't feel like having the need to break it down because it just wasn't that earth shattering. But now it's, it's, it seems like it's going to be a little more important, but yeah, think about what we're getting, man. So the fall, it's going to bring us another season of resistance. 
Clone Wars, Mandalorian, and Episode 9. That's all going to hit us somewhere between October and December. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Are, are we jumping into that, that part of the show right now where um, we, we talked last week, we talked about the things uh, that we were excited about that yeah. has been announced? Yeah, let's do we, that. Let's, let's, yeah, last week we talked about things that we were excited for in 2019 among the things that we already know are coming. But yeah. like, like what's what is not announced that you would like to see announced? It doesn't necessarily mean that it will come out this year, but something you'd like for them to announce. In any vein, whether it's collecting, whether it's a Lego set, uh, something on TV or a book or whatever. Michelle? I think Michelle's off the call again. Oh, is Michelle no, back? I'm, here. I, I'm back on like an actual uh, Wi-Fi network. Hopefully this one stays. Um, but uh, what did you say? Anything that wasn't announced yet that I would want? Yeah, yeah. what are you excited about? Like something that could potentially be announced uh, this uh, year. Hmm. Not not necessarily being released this year because we already have like a cacophony of like beautiful stuff being released this year. But what would you like to have announced for a future project? Okay, like announced this year, but not necessarily released this year. Okay. Um, Well, I mean, every year I want an Ahsoka movie to be announced. (laughs) As we've always talked, as we've talked about this multiple times before. Um, marketing strategy wise, I don't think that that's going to happen yet. It's obviously y'all know that I think that, um, the way that they're going to do the streaming platform situation, uh, I feel like that's more of a Netflix movie type situation for their streaming platform. So I don't know if it'll be theatrical, but, oh, you know what I would want to hear announced is that my idea for what they, they're going to be doing for their streaming platform is going to be what they're going to be doing for the streaming platform. I want to know that I'm right. So that would be nice. Um, What what do you mean? Oh, like, so I think that how Disney is as a recap for anyone who hasn't heard um, in the past, I think that the way that Disney is going to do their streaming um, platform is they're going to take Star Wars and they're going to make it type like kind of like, um, a marvel situation but for as as to netflix and marvel is to kind of like uh the disney streaming service and marvel which i mean does marvel is going to fold into the disney platform soon so we'll see what happens there but um i think they're going to do like the big epic films are going to be theatrical and i think they're going to have little their live action shows and things like that on their platform as well and the cartoons but i think they're also going to do like the star wars story type one-off um stories and i think they're going to make those like um kind of like a netflix original film type oh, they, thing that, that got they, shot down oh did that get yeah, shot down bob Iger like, officially like, shot that down Last week, I thought that that would be so smart. Yeah. Oh well, no. clearly I haven't been up on my news. No, but you know what? I I don't I don't think it's completely off the table. I think it's just shut down for the start of the yeah, streaming yeah, yeah. service. No, yeah. I don't think that it's going to start off that way. I think that's it's going to evolve into that. Where it, I don't yes. think they're ready yet. I mean, obviously, like with Netflix, they haven't. They've started been. They've been doing that for so long. Like I remember, I started. I my first Netflix account was like when I was in college, which was in the early aughts, and then they kind of developed into this over the last eighteen or so years. Um, but I think uh, right now 
they're going to start off like easy, but I think eventually that's what they're going to end up being. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I want to, I, I mean, I want secret knowledge that that is what they're going to do in the future. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's not what they're going to do now. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I agree I, with you. I think I, 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 I tackled this on, on, on a cannon fodder where I was like, yeah, it's not happening now. It's kind of a bummer, but it, you know, it is what it is, but never say never. This it could be yeah. a thing they do down the, down the line when when streaming takes precedence, and I'm I'm I f- firmly believe that streaming will become oh, the hugest be. deal, and so they'll say, yes. yeah, you know what, we're, we're we're there, we can do this. I mean, obviously, we're just we're we're taking from you know case studies of other streaming platforms, and also not just that, but like Marvel did it with Agents of Shield on primetime. And, you know, uh, Phil Coulson is in the, the he is in the theatrical films and, you know, he's in the show. And so, like, obviously, there are other people who have other entities who have tried a lot of different ways to do this. So um, that's interesting. So I would like to hear more of I would I would like some knowledge <laughs> on how they're planning to do that. And while they're at it, like I want to know kind of what's down the pipeline of like what they're thinking of. Um, I would, I would ter- love to know. I would love to know what right? their long-term plans are. Like we know the short term. I'd love to see what their long-term is. Yeah. I would, li- I would like to see like a 10 year plan. I'm sure they have one. Like any good business has a good five year, 10 year plan, even if it's not like accurate or, Oh, yeah, but you have to be able to move and change with the yeah. market. But yeah, you've got to have a long-term vision. Oh yeah. Especially Disney. And like you're probably the people look that people look at to set that vision, set the pace and, and be sort of, sort of the front runner. Yeah, exactly. And, and once they, they kind of um, take on the whole Marvel stuff too, like it's just, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Uh, put me, mark me down with, with uh, Michelle for Ahsoka. Like, I don't want to wait anymore. I don't care the format. Animated, live action, comics, a novel. I don't care. Just give me Ahsoka. Give me something for 2020. Uh, yeah, it can even be like, you know, 2022. I just want to know that it's yeah, happening. Exactly. Like, if you need your time, like, I'm okay. Take your time. Make a good movie. I want it to be really good. Don't rush it. Write it well cast good people take that extra time for good special effects like i don't i don't need you to make it in like six months i just want you to tell me it's happening yeah that that would be the greatest thing what's on your list carlos so my top three uh things that i want uh announced that haven't been so far uh one i want a title and timeline for ryan's trilogy it's time fed up waiting and uh, I don't care about all the crying. No, nah, me people, Bring it on. People, yeah, I want, I want it now. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But I, I think we, I think celebration might be the place you get some insight there. Yeah, I but hope. we're not sure about that, right? No, like, we're not. Of, we don't know like what the the, the fan backlash is going to be. But at this point, I don't even care anymore about the backlash. Like, it's good. It's just going to be white noise to me. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. Uh, we we've had fun poking fun at, at all the uh, at all the zeros out there, but um, yeah, I, I, at this point, just give me just give me the news. Well, maybe maybe they let twenty nineteen just be sort of Ryan Johnson free, and just we, we don't want it, we don't want the negativity and the blowback. So let's just 
not talk about it this year and let's just talk about things that will make that we know people will get excited about. Maybe that's their approach, which for, for How better has it or worse. Ever worked when we said let's just let not people not talk about it. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I I I'm with Carlos for the for the record. I just I want to know what he's up to. Right now actually. I want to know what he's doing right now. Yeah, exactly. What else is on like, your list, Carlos? You think you think he's watching Netflix right now? I don't know. Yeah, he could be. He might be watching Into the Spider-Verse again. Maybe. He loved maybe. it. <laughs> uh, my number two uh, would be the uh, Dungeons and Dragons guys. Uh, D.B. Weiss and uh, whatever. And uh, uh, I, I think... See, you were talking about Ahsoka before. And I'm starting to Please think... Please don't let them do it. I, that is the one thing I don't want. Okay, I, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they're, they're going to do Ahsoka, but I, I was thinking that they're going to probably pick up from where Rebels left off. You think? Maybe. I mean, I, yeah, no. I guess I suppose in the, in the world in the realm of anything is possible. I guess maybe they could do that. Well, so what I want to know is whether I'm right or right or not. So that's that's something I, I also want to know what they're working on and the timeline. So it's the same for for the Ryan Johnson thing and for the the uh, the game of the Game of Thrones guys. So that that's uh, that's really up there because it hasn't been announced. And my last thing is, I think that we need to get a better picture of the uh, Lego UCS stuff. Like they don't. Uh, they, they they don't put enough, m- uh, maybe not marketing is the word, but not enough hoopla behind the cool stuff that they're doing. Because there's rumors about the May the 4th UCS set being a Tantive 4 and uh, for around $250, kind of like what the Y-Wing was last year. And uh, a $400 set for Force Friday being uh, a super star destroyer or oh. a star destroyer. Oh, oh, mama. And yeah, and that's going to be to replace the snow speeder and Boba Fett slave one. Uh, but they're, um, they're also going to be discontinuing the, the death star play set that they used to, that they called a uh, uh, UCS, but really isn't. And um, yeah, that's, those are the rumors, but I, I feel like, I want to get more info about that stuff. Like, you know, throw Star Wars Legos fans a little bit more of a bone and uh, give us some more info, more info. Because, like, I'll be honest. Right now, there's a Snowspeeder, the UCS Snowspeeder that was released, I believe, in 2016, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is gorgeous. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a beautiful model. And right now it's at 179 or 180 Canadian dollars, probably 150 US for a thousand seven hundred and whatever pieces for a gorgeous set. Now I was not planning on it. I had already discussed it on the pod that I, I of the two that are available right now, I I'm leaning more towards the slave one. But I was gonna wait to see what's coming out on May the 4th, because if it's the time to four. I'm all over that. Yeah, like I'd rather that's, that's going to be a cool one. 
I'd rather have a 10 to four than a slave one, right? Because it's, it's actually, I'm not a huge fan of Boba Fett. I mean, I love the model itself. It's gorgeous, but I think I have more of an attachment to that's to the Tanta four being the opening shot of star Wars. It's like, no, nah, it's a, it's a, uh, that's a beautiful ship. I mean, it's a weird looking ship, but it's still, so, it's so star Wars, but it's incredibly iconic. Right. So, yeah. uh, so, so if, if I had some news about that and I knew for a fact that it was coming out, then I wouldn't waste my bonus, my, my uh, VIP points on, on a slave one. And I wouldn't have to wait till May to make that decision of yeah, which one stuck, I want right? to get. It's yeah, almost, I'm kind of stuck. Like, yeah, because you, you but, might get nothing. There might be no Tanta 4 or Star Destroyer, and then you missed out on the Boba Fett. I, I missed out on the Boba Fett. And now, with the Snowspeeder being at $50 off the regular price, plus the the over $50 I have in VIP points, that's a $100 set. That is a steal. Yeah, but I really I don't is. want I don't I don't want to I don't want to it's not a waste of VIP points it's just I've been collecting them and I want to put them towards something that I really really want so give me the news of what's coming out so I could decide what I really really want yeah I'm trying to give you money <laughs> just tell me what my options are exactly cue the meme of just take my money the angry yeah, exactly. face guy from Futurama um, yeah so that's it that's those are the three things. Like, I don't want to go out there and say, oh, yeah, I want them to tell me about a new, another new show that they're developing. When we already know there's two shows that are being developed, at least from what they announced already. Like, I don't want them to tell me that they're they're, or I don't want them to announce that they're uh, they're putting into a production a third show when I haven't even seen the first damn show. And <laughs> yeah. and there's two movies, uh, there's two movie franchises that are springing off from the saga, and we have no idea what those things are. Like, no, let let's start let's start building the world a little bit of the things that you already announced before we start announcing more things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, and as far as the collecting thing, yeah, I just I want a little bit more info. Uh, but I mean, Lego does things their way. They're always going to do things their way and, and it's hard to, to twist their arm. And I guess I could wait till mid February when like solid leaks start coming out because I do follow quite a few, um, reputable Lego leakers on YouTube. And, um, I, I mean, they haven't really been wrong so far. Everything that, that I've been interested in and, and, uh, the, the stuff that they've been calling solid has come to pass. Um, so, you know, I guess I could wait, but I don't want to wait three weeks. And then they're telling me that the UCS set this year is like, uh, a Naboo droid versus Gungan. Like I have play zero interest, a place that like I have a big zero shield generator and, and Oh no. No, yeah, no, like no, no, no. And I'm saying, you know, I'm and I'm not saying that that's not good. I, I'm sure there's a market for that. There's people who love the droid, the the droid invasion of Naboo, and and that whole that whole thing. And I, I'm sure there's people who are going to jump it's, all over that, especially in Phantom Menace twentieth anniversary year too. Th that's what I'm saying, right? So it's like there's a possibility of that happening. So I have I have no uh, hatred towards a set like that coming out. It doesn't speak to me. I prefer ships, mm -hmm. but. I don't want to wait till mid-March or April to find out. And then that snow speeder is discontinued. 
and I could have got it for 180 and now it's on eBay for 300 Like, I, I just want more information so that I can have better bargaining or better buying power. Yeah. That, that, that's the only thing I'm asking for. I just want better buying power as a collector and somebody who's probably from here forward, I'm going to be getting a UCS every year. So... You're, you're, you know, you're fired up about this, Carlos. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm a little emotional. And uh, I'm getting even quiet. Oh, boy. Okay. Step, step away yeah. from the mic, sir. <laughs> yeah. No, so that's it. Those are my uh, my three wishes for the things that haven't been announced so far. Yeah, mine are, mine are yeah, those, that's a good list. And I, I, I think at least two or three of those, you'll get some clarity this year. Oh, no, hopefully. Well, no, for sure we're going to get something soon, but uh, maybe one of the movies, one of the movie franchises and uh, and a Lego thing, probably by March, we should have some more info. Uh, well, like I said, put me down for Ahsoka, like I said, and I, I don't care what format, uh, but the other thing I really want, and I really hope we get this, and I, I, I hope it's announced this year, but I'd love to see a series of novels, and I'm specifically calling novels, uh, about Luke and his journey, th- those thirty years between mm. Return of the Jedi and, and uh, I guess, The Force Awakens. Like, I really want to know, like, right up until the fall of his his academy and beyond. Like, how how many Jedi Jedi temples did he find? Like, what was he looking for? Uh, what artifacts did he come into contact with? And what what did he learn from those? Like, all that stuff, all that lore. You know, did, did, what did he learn about Anakin Skywalker? His mother, what all that kind of family history? Did Anakin and, and Luke talk at all, Force Ghost style? Like, did did uh, Luke and Leia have conversations about Anakin? You know, uh, did they disagree or like how did they approach uh, telling Ben about his lineage? We we have some inklings of that, but we we don't know the actual conversation. I'd love to see that uh, Luke's relationship with Kenobi. To me, that's it's that's a broken relationship, is it? Yeah. You know, let's let's find out. I want to know if if Luke ever met Ahsoka, and did they talk about Anakin? You know, all of Luke's students. I, I I'd love to get some insight on those guys. You know, there's there's so much to unearth about Luke, the history of the Jedi, and the history of the Skywalker family. And and, and you could and I specifically mentioned all these things. Because you don't, you could do all that and have it be riveting stories, and you don't have to have Luke ignite his lightsaber once, except for like in a training exercise with students. But I have a question. Uh, The the thing about the Luke stuff, do you think you're going to get a series of novels about something that they could easily make a television show about? That's what I was going to say. Is just like how how do you think they will I feel like some of this stuff because I want to know all that stuff too but like I feel like some of this stuff maybe they're just not sure what arena to unload the stories on because I feel like the novels are a smart way to do it comics or graphic novels too and then like obviously animation's cool but like that takes a really long time and then they're probably like well we could do an animation version or we can or we should save this for a movie or we should save this for a series like i i don't i feel like maybe they're how it's hard because i feel like that the characters are so iconic that it's hard to do in live action because 
of all of the drama that comes with like casting characters and etc but also just like the people and everything so like I don't, but then they probably want to tell it in live action because those stories sound really compelling. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a point you, know? you can use Mark Hamill to a point, but there it gets to a point where it's far enough back, like around just you know just a few years after uh, the Return of the Jedi, where it's like you you can't use Mark Hamill anymore unless they've found a way to make. Because my my number one thing with this is I want them to take their time. Like I I'd, yeah. I'd be willing to watch an hour episode of Luke doing nothing but digging through an old Jedi crypt and finding things. And, and he touches something and has a force vision of whatever. Like, I just want it to be really in depth and fleshed out. I would, I don't want to gloss over any, any of this stuff. And especially right. like, like something with a conversation with Leia. Now it gets contentious because if you do it on screen uh, animation, you can still do it. They're still doing it with resistance, but if you do it live action, now you got to recast Leia at some point in her life. Exactly. Ugh, is that how's that going to play? So that that's why I choose novels. Uh, and yeah, it just it, it just and again a good novel, a big thick hardcover novel, a whole series of them. I know Rick's with me on this one, Mister Hardcover himself. But uh, yeah, I I would uh, I'd love to see that. I I don't know how they're going to attack it, but I really think they do. They they should get on that. I like where your head's at when it comes to novels over over screen. Uh, I, I I completely understand the logic behind that, but if you if you recast Luke, uh, like a let's say a Sebastian Stan type, uh, mm-hmm. to get to, to get Luke post Jedi, uh, and uh, have a a cavalcade of of adventures, you could easily recast Leia. That, 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 I, I think that makes it do easier. Do you think if, they would keep they would recast Han again, or do you think they would keep Alden? That would make more sense to keep Alden and you yeah. just age him a little. Yeah, that's what I would think. But the, the, but it also comes to a point where you, at, at a certain point, you won't be able to use Mark Hamill. You, know you can't. I mean? like at some point, like he's, he's 60, he's my mom's age. So he's, you know, he's born in 51. It's now, yeah, he's Unless, 68 this year. Well, yeah, because I read that article. I think I sent it to you guys too, but there was this article about. Um, I did read that. That was fascinating. About actors, not like whether or not you get scanned in, like 3D scans. So, like Disney, almost every studio does this a lot, but it was talking about how certain actors have a problem with, you know, their image fully being scanned in because they're using every single part of their image. And so they sell it, you know, it's like they're, they're selling their entire image and voice for the rest of their lives. And it's very slippery. It's very slippery. And so when I read that, after I read that, my my whole perspective on the, um, you know, post uh, Carrie Fisher, Leia in the next film, I it kind of changed my view on on what type of images they had already taken, because when I read that, I was like, wow, so they can basically take her and use her as like a 3D puppet almost. Yeah. And I was like, that kind of creeps me out a little bit. It's a, but it then a bit it, creepy. But when you come from the film side, like it makes a lot of sense from a business perspective because, you know, it makes sense for actors who have issues with addiction or whatever, but also uh, actors who might, you know, have health issues or might, you know, pass away from old age or well, that, anything. That's the thing, right? That's the big angle that people, exactly. people see this thing as like a visual effects budget thing. 
but no, that gets it gets slotted into the insurance it's bucket, and it and it is, and and people might argue, you know, whether or not that's ethical, but I think it is an insurance thing because these are huge, especially when you're talking about Star Wars, like that's multi-billion dollar situation here. Like a lot of people, you know, if they didn't have that backup, like it it would, they would be out a lot of money and where is that coming from? So it makes sense. It fits the textbook Um, definition of, of, of insurance, but yeah, then there's also the artistic side of it, which again, gets, it gets a little bit slippery. Exactly. So it's like, you know, it it makes sense, but also like at a certain age, you kind of have to, because if you're on, you know, if you're on the hook, like, especially, you know, they're, it's lucky that they did that because, you know, they probably didn't have to, they probably had to change a lot, but they probably didn't have to change a whole lot of what they were planning because they had this backup and they had done this specifically for these reasons. And, you know, probably that's a, a huge reason why a lot more of this is coming out in the conversation is because that happened to such a huge entity and a huge star and a huge character role. But um, I think like, you know, they could do it if, you know, if they keep going on this route. But, you know, they probably already have all of the Mark Hamill stuff that they will that they, you know, they probably could add more if they want specific stuff, but they probably have a lot. So they probably could do it. But, you know, it it gets to the point of, like, do you want to sacrifice the authenticity of it because you want this specific actor in this specific role? Or, you know, do you want an authentic actor portraying a role, even if it's not the same Yeah, that's that's a good question, right? Because you you could get to a point where you're, like, making this movie and... It's nothing but controversy because they've recast or they're doing a, a CGI version of so and so, and it's not. Every, it's only negative talk about that or, or controversial talk about that. So it kind of taints the whole show. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, moving on. Um, the two other things on my list are video game related, and I I want to see, um, like a, a really a true dogfighting game. Where, where that is the main lure. So like, spin something out of the upcoming Alphabet Squadron book. I'd love to see a video game based on that. That would just make me so happy. Just The, the Battlefront 2 dogfighting stuff is fun. It's not quite scratching the itch because it's it's not the, the main focus of the game. I'd love to see a story mode game where dogfighting is the big draw. I would just love that. And then um, the other thing, which at some point I think we're going to get, but what is that movie on Netflix right now? It's it's the choose your own adventure thing. Oh, um, the uh, Black Mirror uh, crap. What was it called again? Band band something. Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. That's it. I would. I'd love to see that sort of applied to video games. But imagine like a choose your own adventure Doctor Afra game or some sort of show. But Afra choose your own adventure the game actually like. Like that, it, it's there's a choose your own adventure game that came out. It was very, it was episodic actually. It's called Life is Strange, and um, you can look it up on YouTube. It's really interesting. I watched other people play it because it's really satisfying. But it's kind of like this memory game where this character basically like you can it's choose your own adventure. You get to pick, and then you can rewind and pick a different one if you didn't like the outcome of that, but your character doesn't forget what they learned in a previous, it's like this weird time travel thing as well, but that's rad. it was, 
it was really rad and it was really cool because the first episode came out and then a few months later they dropped the second episode. So basically while they were dropping these these uh, episodes, I think I can't I can't remember if it was four parts or six, but um, each time they dropped one, they could they they had time to have fans react to the game. So by the end of the game, they had, they didn't adjust the huge main storyline, but they had adjusted a lot of the sh- smaller storylines depending on characters that certain like that they didn't expect to be popular became super popular. And so they added like storyline threads for those characters. And so there is a there is a, a game model that people could model after. And it was really it like when it hit the scene a few years back, probably like three, maybe three, three years ago. It was like a huge thing. It like took everything by storm. And the music was really great. They had like foals in there and like really, really good soundtrack. So I feel like if they took, if if they mesh that, I mean, other games have done it, probably not a huge bunch of them, but if they yeah, can I do it, it, it could work. Like I, I would just, I would like imagine like a wacky adventure with Afra. Like, I think that would be so that much fun. So fun. I mean, it lends itself to like an animated game film game situation because i mean choose your own adventure the books were super big and like they did a film version of it for clue when the clue movie came out like a really long time ago obviously it's not as intricate as bandersnatch because that one has like so many different things and with clue it was just like four or five endings but i mean if you could do that for a game like that would make so much more sense obviously like listening to people listening to the people who created life is strange though it's it sounds like really stressful and a lot like they showed a little bit of their their um like trees where they like split apart where you can make the choices and stuff of like the codes of the possible outcomes and it was like this crazy tree graph where it was like insane but that would be really cool to play as a game yeah i think it would anyway that's our 2019 wish list beyond what we already know. So uh, let us know. I'd be curious to know what you guys all want out there for 2019 that is not yet on the menu. All right, so let's let's do this really quick. I, I, I love doing Twitter polls and then breaking down the results and, and having our own say at it. So a couple weeks back, I ran a poll on Twitter. And basically, I, I, the gist of it was, so Lucasfilm reaches out to you and offers you to write and direct a movie in their new trilogy. So which chapter would you choose? Like, it's entirely up to you whether you, you want to do episode one, two, or three. It's your choice. They're giving you the first option. So, Carlos, which are you doing? Like, are you going to be the guy who directs episode one and sets the course and invents these new characters and, and lays the groundwork? Or are you going to twist in episode two? Or do you wrap it all up in episode three and, and just have the big epic big bang ending which way do you go uh the fortune favors the brave so i'll go with the third episode you did i'll take eh? that i'll take that pressure i'll take the pressure look i'll be honest i flip-flopped oh yeah Uh, absolutely and there's no wrong answer to this because like the the results were insanely close like breaking it down so 36 percent of people said they would do episode one 32% 32% said they would do episode two and 32% said they would do episode three. There's not wow. a lot to go on here as in terms of uh, majorities. There's a very slight edge to episode one and episode one actually had a huge lead at the start of the poll. And then that got 
chopped down and whittled away at just over the uh, the life of the poll. But well, yeah, I so- think I, I when I initially voted, I voted on episode one. But I, <laughs> I, I I'm telling because I, I I worked through it. I think uh, I, I commented a couple of times through the thread, and um, I kind of did some of the you know I spoke to myself about it for a while. Uh, knowing that we were going to talk about this eventually. And yeah, like it's easy to say, like, let's be honest. Anybody could have done episode seven. And, and, and because of that, because of the movie that we got, uh, I'm a little disappointed in it. And I think the hardest part is to close out a trilogy. um, Because, that's that you're left with um there's a finality to the to to to, the, to that whole thing that's scary man yeah you gotta you gotta tie it all up in a satisfactory way and yeah you you, you and you have to take care of a narrative that's been building over the course of two previous movies like in in pro sports when you get to the playoffs and it's a best four out of seven right they always say that the hardest game to win is that fourth game yeah and so it's probably it could be similar in in this sense in that doing that final story is is possibly the hardest to do. Where where did you fall on this one, Michelle? Um, this was hard for me too. I flip flopped a lot as well, but um, I kind of took it from past experience in terms of like from editing and personally, um. I I enjoy writing beginnings. <laughs> I prefer I prefer it. Um, plus, I've I've edited a book series before where it was the second book that came to me, and I didn't edit someone's first book. And I can't tell you how frustrating it is to like try to suggest changes or recommendations or anything to an established universe where you can't. Oh, all the context something. is gone, right? You you have no exactly. frame of reference. Like you have to you have to basically play in the world that you're given. So it's it's really hard because sometimes there's certain choices that you think impact a person's character that like you can't really take back and then they're not a choice that you would have picked for the character and but you have to go with that and you can't immediately flip-flop it either because then people will think your character is wishy-washy or whatever. So I would just prefer to like start it out and like be able to create. I want to, I'm a world builder. So I would want to like establish the rules. I want to introduce the characters and I would basically like make it since I'm allowed to do it, I would make it like, you know, as diverse as possible. And this means like, aliens like what type of planets they're from what like if their gender their colors like anything i don't care there'll be blue people purple people i don't care i'm gonna make it so diverse and then everyone else will have to deal with it because i started that way (laughs) unless unless they put a star killer in um but no i would i would want to start it because i mean i i think instead of ending someone else's story i would want to start something i mean it sucks when you want to end it a certain way or you envision something from these characters but i feel like if you are able to write something or create a film that's a first out of like the first in a new trilogy and you do it really strong and well and you can inspire the other 
people who come behind you to, you know, follow through. And like, even if, you know, if your story in that first film is strong enough, the other two are going to be great because you're handing them like this platter of, of choices. And I, I think I would want to make sure that as the person starting the first film, that it's a film that's great for the story and also for the people watching, but also that I put enough in there that the people who are going to make the next two movies have a choice of other, like have a few choices of how they want to, you know, push the story forward. Um, so that I'm not like cornering them into this weird place. Yeah. That, you don't, you don't like, want to write them into a corner. Exactly. Like I want to make sure that I'm starting it out and then I'm making it cool. And plus like you get to kick the story off. So like, you know, I, I think it's it's there's something really powerful about that, like image of the new. I don't know. Well, you get a lot of credit for that, right? Yeah, like, you do. If you're the I'm person like... that invents characters who go on to become iconic. You get a I lot of credit for, for for giving those characters life to begin with. Yeah, and I want to give them names, and I want to give them all their relationships, and yeah, I want to do that stuff. I like world building, so like for me, that's what I like writing. So I want to get into the lore and I want to get into who believes what and where did this person come from and what kind of what what in this person's background created this type of character and what did this character believe and like well, now I, you're getting I, into prequels. No, but like <laughs> I'm that, but like you're but because that those are like the new characters in the new trilogy, right? Like world building, and, like the world building aspect of it. Yeah, I think it's really and like character building. Like yeah. I love all of that. Well, it's so like I, it's like Lucas, right? Well, like, when he did episodes four, five, and six, he basically had the prequels already in mind. Like he wrote those all out so that he knew where Obi Wan came from and he knew how what happened to Anakin and he knew how yeah. the Empire formed and what Palpatine had done. So you get to go through that whole exercise too. I like mean, you just don't just, put stuff on a page and go, "Those are my guys." Like you have yeah, to exactly work, work like, out where they come from. Yeah, you're coming into it with this like history. I mean, it's the same with Game of Thrones. It's the same with Harry Potter. It's all of these, you know, all of them, all of those entities are now going to start airing prequels. Like Fantastic Beasts is already out. Game of Thrones has its own prequel series. Like if there's a story that's really good and it's rooted in something, it's going to be great at any point. Like the world has to be strong. And Star Wars has a really strong world. So I would want to bring more of the world that's explored outside of what we've already seen into the f like into the forefront and i would want to kick it off that way but i would want yeah, like to be a brand new person like i would want to start it because it kind of speaks to our personalities in a way like see I, I, uh, for me i i i i enjoyed that aspect and i like taking something and starting it from scratch but i think where my where my um my my uh, my skill set lies is in fixing. And so if somebody comes to me with a song and says, th this is where my producer chops come from is when somebody comes to me with a song and says, uh, I want to release this song. I could take the song and say, you know what? Let's cut the, let's cut the verse in half here. Let's put, you know, and just start producing, taking the material that's already existing and making it better. And, and it also, it kind of folds into a little bit of my, my actual training in, in life is that, uh, I've, I've done cabinet making. Okay. So building, a, building a piece of furniture from scratch and I've done furniture finishing where you're able to take that piece 
and strip down the old varnish, the old paint and, and give it a new, um, and give it a new look or whether you want it to make it look new or you want it to make it look, um, uh, a little older with a different type of patina, but that that's where my, that's where my skill set lies in the sense of fixing things and making them better. So for, for the episode three thing uh, of this fi fictitious trilogy that we're talking about, I would love to get something that already has two parts and make that third part complete the whole piece of furniture and make it good when, when I'm done with it. So I, I like, I like how we're, we're both, we're different in that way and that how you want to, uh, you have that whole creative thing and, uh, sorry about that. And, and, and I, I more want to like refine it, you know, to make it so that it's, it's pleasing, uh, when I'm done with it. So uh, no, I think it's, I think it's interesting. Kyle, you're, you're also on the third or you're on the first. I, I flip-flop between... It's funny, because whenever I, I do a thing like this, I end up sitting with the question for so long that I kind of go between all three. <laughs> yeah. uh, I totally feel that. I make an argument for everything. Yeah, I'm my own absolutely. devil's advocate. <laughs> I, I, you know, I could have landed on any one of these and been happy. Like it's, I'm very much in line with the poll, so to speak, in that if you whatever camp I'm in, like I think I, I, I'd be happy there. But ultimately, I'm going to snug in here as the filling between the episode one and three sandwiches that you guys have laid out. I, I'm going to go with two. Perfect. And you know, with with the, my my love for the Last Jedi, and uh, my love for Empire, like these are two of my three favorite Star Wars movies of all. There's something about that middle chapter where, and I I always used to call myself a Sega boy in an, a Nintendo world. So I, I like things that are that just go off in a different path. I guess that, that is a natural inclination for myself. And so I would I would like to take characters that you've created, Michelle, and oh let, let me see what you did. All right, now now I'll do like what Irvin Kirshner did or uh, you know, screenwriting the Empire. How do we challenge these guys? That's what Ryan did with The Last Jedi. What's the worst thing that these people can go through? You know, and, and of course you get a lot of scorn thrown your way. And I'd probably get fired <laughs> for the way I, I reply back to people. I'm not nearly as, as tactful and polite uh, as Ryan Johnson has been, for example. But I would uh, I would I would like the challenge of uh, what was I guess for lack of a better term, subverting expectations, so to speak, for better or worse. You know, I, I would uh, I would like to just push the story in a different direction and then hand it off and, and see what, what, uh, what Carlos would do to close it all out. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's the I other thing too, right? Like if, if you're writing one or one or two, you've already got this image in your head of how the rest of it plays out. And then you got to hand it off and let somebody else do their thing. You can't really impose or write them into a corner where they have to do that. You know, that that's, I think that's unfair and, and poor writing, but yeah, I, I would, it, it, there's that ownership where you think, ah, I want it to be this way, but you can't. I kind of love where we are here because right now we're th we're three people on the pod. Michelle starting it, Kyle, you're continuing it, and I'm Usain Bolt tr taking the baton around the corner to try to try to break a world record. Like uh, I I, th I would love to read this trilogy. <laughs> I would love to see where we went with it. I would I would love to see Corey loophole this. I would want to <laughs> know how for sure he would find some way to say ah this is what I would do. Uh, I would. Uh, I would. Uh, would do? I would do the. Pre I would do the prequel. No, uh, I would do the animated series that runs between two and three. Yeah. <laughs> or he would do the DVD audio commentary for all of it. 
Yeah. I think he would be pretty pretty okay with with that with the DVD audio commentary plus an animated series. Yeah, Definitely. probably. And he'd wear some stupid hat like Dave Filoni. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Uh, that was fun. I I, I want to really get into more polls. Like, if you guys have polls that you want to run, you can definitely do that and tag me in them. Uh, same applies to you, Michelle and Carlos. If you guys have polls that you want to put out there, if we get a good result and we get a good conversation out of it, I'm more than game to talk about it here. But nice. uh, I want to just take a minute to uh, to plug our powerful friends our patreon program i don't throw enough appreciation at our powerful friends these guys and gals are the best and if you're listening to this on the main feed well i think you should know that you could have had this podcast earlier than what you got it and how many other podcasts are we doing we're doing a a whole lot of other podcasts that are exclusive to our patreon platform or early access and if you want to get access to that and support our podcast and, and get all the extra stuff that we do as a show and as a community, head over to patreon.com slash tumbling saber. We've got three tiers. They start at two bucks a month. They go as high as five bucks a month. It's, it's like a happy meal, dude. Like you can totally support us if you like what we do and get so much more. And also you'll be in on the uh, the Storm Pilot Bro Pack giveaway and, and all the other giveaways we do. So check that out. Uh, if you enjoy what we do and you want to support us, patreon.com slash tumbling saber and now we will move on to our night of the commonwealth question of the month this one comes from one of our powerful friends one of the great knights of the commonwealth and an extremely powerful friend jeff kelts was in this week this is a good one people have been having a lot of fun so just as a a summary the commonwealth the night of the commonwealth question of the month we have a, a great group of knights of the commonwealth who support many of our podcasts across the network and these these fine fellows get to throw a question at all of the podcasts within our network and jeff just turned with this month we heard uh mr salvatore go last month so jeff has a question and his is great this is how it goes the galaxy is in peril you have been ordered by the rebellion to evacuate to the deserted island asteroid Vareso in the outer rim the one known life form is an Exegorth space slug. The only Star Wars related media that you can pack for evacuation is limited. For each of the original trilogy, prequel trilogy, and sequel standalones, you are allowed allotted as following. One Blu-ray, one novel, one soundtrack. This means that for each of the three eras of films until your end of far, far away days, you can only view one film, read one novel and listen to one soundtrack for each era. Now the, the the Han dice trick here is that you have to totally eliminate one film forever from the sequel standalone era, but wait, we're not done yet. You can also pack along for the trip one season of any animated series. So clone wars, rebels, resistance, some difficult choices, but I have hope that you will bring balance to the Commonwealth. Not likely Jeff. Let's upset the <laughs> apple cart. Uh, shall we roundtable this? Let, let's try and do this quickly. Sure. We, we could be here all night. Carlos, I'll start with you. What film are you taking with you from the prequels? From the prequels, I'm taking uh, the Revenge of the Sith. And quickly, your reason for that? Because it's the best of the three. Well, there you go. Uh, Michelle, you're well, filming. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh. Let, let me let me caveat let me caveat this. <laughs> it's the be- it's the best of the three 
soundtracks. It's the best of the three exp- uh, 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 novelizations, and it's the best of the three movies. So I, I I'd rather have the movie than uh, than the other two. But uh, if I if I could, I'd take all three from Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yeah, I hear you on that one, Michelle. What, what what film are you taking from the prequels? Oh no! Is Michelle gone again? She's gone again. Well, maybe we'll catch up with Michelle if she, if she's able to get back on the call. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I'm taking also Revenge of the Sith. Nice. Yeah. So that's I, um. Yeah, I. I it's it's clear enough as to why though. I it's mean, I, my, I don't think it's... yeah, it's my favorite of the pre- prequels by a wide wide margin. Um, all right, let's let's jump into to novel. Which one are you taking with you? Uh, for novelization, I'm gonna take uh the Phantom Menace. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Phantom Menace, and that leaves a uh, soundtrack for. Uh, Attack of the Clones. Now, there, there was no rule. Like, if you wanted to do Revenge of the Sith across the board, I, there was nothing to say you couldn't. Right? What? Like, I mean, th- I, I didn't see that that caveat within the, the question. I suppose, like, you could have done that. Are you serious? Okay, I We did this on Talk... I was actually a guest on Talk Star Wars this week. And uh, we, we actually ran down this question. And I actually said it on the pod that I'd probably change my mind by the time we came to Tumbling Saber. <laughs> with, <laughs> hey, you gotta give people a, listen, a reason to listen to you again. No, but it's not only that. It's just that, uh, just like with the previous, the poll question, just how much I flip-flopped. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to make a decision, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I thought you had to take. Well, it could one, be it could be part of the spirit of the question, but there was no, nothing to say that oh, like once you choose Revenge of the Sith as a film, it's now eliminated as soundtrack and novel. Okay, well, if that's the case, then it's easy. It's Revenge of the Sith, all three. Aha! Uh-huh. All right, so it's, and, it's that yeah. big of a discrepancy, eh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. easily. Uh, I would take my my novel. Uh, it yeah, jeez, it would be close, but. I, I want to dabble. I want to be able to explore. So Attack of the Clones is my least favorite Star Wars film, but I would take the novel because if I if I can't... Yeah, because you don't see Anthony Daniels' terrible, terrible portrayal and you don't see th- you don't see C-3PO uh, and, and, and those terrible puns. Uh, so it makes it a, probably a lot easier to digest. Yeah. And like, there's, there's a, sometimes often a lot of extra tangents and other character deep dives that you don't always get in a film. So maybe you, I could learn to love the film from another angle, but you know, I, I'd be like Padme and attack of the clones just like makes me weak in the knees. So I'm sacrificing a lot. Like I would mm. almost take attack of the clones as film just to have Padme in that movie. Like she's just blows that my bl- mind in that movie. That black dress. Anything, anything in that movie. Um, uh, definitely, she's stunning. Even even in her, in her pilot suit, I'm like, nice. Uh, soundtrack. I am going Phantom Menace for the soundtrack. I, yeah, I, you know, Rob Wade also chose Phantom Menace for the soundtrack, and, and he he said mainly because of Duel of the Fates, but it's actually it's also in Revenge of the Sith. It does make so, an appearance, but yeah, it, it does. My, my Duel of the Fates is not. 
at all my favorite part of that soundtrack. Ah, okay. So uh, explain. I, I just I, I think it's by far the most underrated soundtrack in the whole saga. By far, by a country mile. It's it's. I have the ultimate edition of the soundtrack, so it's it's two discs and it's all the music from the movie, and it's it's really really good. Like it's it's musically, I think it's closest to the OT than you would get from Attack of the Clones and um, Revenge of the Sith. I just I just adore that soundtrack. It's, it's not, you know there's still some like the prequels are still somewhat maligned. I think there, there people are warming up to them slowly over the years. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think the soundtrack for The Phantom Menace kind of gets overlooked a lot because oh, it's part of The Phantom Menace. Nobody likes that movie. The soundtrack is just fabulous. And, and no, Duel, no, of, it, Duel of the Fates is, for me, just a small part of that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think it, it's a great soundtrack. I just, there's some, some pieces, uh, like when Anakin's marching with the clones on the Jedi Temple, uh, that yeah. you don't you don't you don't get in the Phantom Menace and and those they speak more to me. That probably says more about me than. Oh, the Sith soundtrack is is really terrific too. I mean, yeah, um, no, but I'm just saying like the darkness of of Revenge of the Sith probably like speaks to me more. Yeah, Padme's um, ruminations are is fantastic. Yes, 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 it's, yes, it's, and yes. I mean, I'm splitting hairs. Like, really, at the end of the day, it's 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 not an easy choice by any stretch to say, oh, give me the Phantom Menace and screw the other two. It's Damn, like if, if I I'm gonna lose Battle of Heroes, oh that hurts. Or I'm gonna lose Battle of Coruscant, oh that hurts a lot too. But yeah, so that's I, why I thought the question would was better when once you picked one, you had to move on to another film, which would make sense considering that there are three things to pick from and four movies post uh, Disney, and one of them has to be eliminated because you only have three choices. Yep. So that that that, that, that that's what I, I thought the, the question was. Um, so I'm not going to cheat and say all three for the Phantom, uh, for, for, uh, for, uh, the Revenge of the Sith. So I'm going to go Revenge of the Sith movie soundtrack, um, for the Phantom Menace and novelization of Attack of the Clones. How about that? Yeah, it's all fair, man. It's all, it's all good. Uh, let's Michelle, Michelle's back. <laughs> I loved that where you're like, is that okay? Is that- yeah. <laughs> All right, Michelle, um, you got to you got to run them down quickly. Here, what what film are you taking with you from the prequels to your deserted uh, island? From the prequels, oh god, Phantom Menace? No. <laughs> yeah, you're taking uh, fa- you're taking Phantom Menace. No, you don't you don't I'm have this much time to pack. Third one. I'm going to take the third one. Ah, the clean sweep then. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Because I like that story. I don't know. I just, I I, I don't Yeah, that's fine. You don't have this much time to pack. Then I go there and then I'm going to do soundtrack attack and then, no, wait, soundtrack, (laughs) soundtrack, Phantom Menace, story, no. I don't really like the soundtrack of Phantom Menace. Oh, really? Oh, you just. Oh. No, actually, you're right. I do like it. I'm trying to think about it in terms of the three. Okay, whatever. Uh, Phantom Menace. Well, I like the I like the soundtrack of Phantom Menace. Why don't we do that? And then the second book, uh, the sec wait, the second the second movie I'll take as a book because the love story is probably better as a book anyway. So let's do that. All right. And then 
Yeah. Okay. So, so that's, that's good. Cheap. That's the same. We, um, Michelle and Michelle and I've packed the same bag. Yeah. Well, me too. Right. I, I just think just... that like I hate sand. Is like <laughs> I don't need that in a movie. Like I just I, I we can bypass that in the story. Um, all right michelle i'm gonna give you this one to kick off the original trilogy which which movie from the ot are you taking sorry my dogs decided they wanted to growl now um uh from the original trilogy i'm gonna take i think i'm gonna take a new hope because i just really loved i just really think it's iconic and it's magical it's cinematic and it's magic and whatever it's fine um and then uh soundtrack i think i'm gonna take empire because i love that soundtrack and then i'm gonna take uh why am i blanking revenge wait return no. return return oh my god why am i <laughs> revenge is in my brain um return of the jedi is novelization is that sad probably but i just i don't know visually i just love i mean i guess whatever i i, mean, I have to say it hope, just because i'm thinking like shot for shot it is very similar to hidden fortress so i could like loophole and i could say like if i can watch hidden fortress and probably could go with empire but i i can't that first film if i i, I can't never not see it again it's just too important to me like visually i think i have to say that yeah, yeah that's, that's a toughie carlos where, where do you fall on the ot this is this is probably the one i think we may have had the most hair pulling where, where are you going with this one carlos i'm going empire for movie i'm going um a new hope for novelization and i'm going jedi for the soundtrack with the caveat that it's the original release and Jedi rocks has no appearance <laughs> in, in, uh, <laughs> in the soundtrack whatsoever. I'll allow it. Um, thank you. Yeah. I'm going empire. I, I really, this, I had such a hard time for all the reasons Michelle listed off for a new hope. It's just, it's, it's the bedrock of everything we're doing today on this podcast. Uh, empire is, I, I just, I can't live without that film. No, nope. uh, novel. Return of the Jedi, and it, there's just there's re- interesting stuff in there regarding Kenobi, and about uh, Vader's redemption, all that stuff. So I would Agreed. take, I would yeah, I would go the, on the the novel route for for Return of the Jedi, and I would do the the A New Hope soundtrack. It's I, I, I think I could get enough of a taste of A New Hope's magic through the soundtrack to scratch the itch. I I hope that would be the case. So that's the OT. Now we get to the the, the difficult era, the, the Disney era, as we call it, with four films, but we only get three choices. So one film is going to get no representation at all. Uh, Michelle, what what do you got? What's uh, what film are you taking from the uh, the sequels trilogy era? I mean, that's easy. Rogue One, duh. Whoa, uh, easy. Huh? I mean. I'm with Michelle. Rogue One. I mean, you can't not pick Rogue One. Watch me. Um, I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) Anyone can pick any. To me, I just, it speaks to me on this like other level. So, um, I mean, I, I, it's not, and I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but I think I would go with that one because I feel like I would get the most enjoyment out of that. And then I think soundtrack wise, 
that's hard. But that's, I, that's, where, that's why I, that's why I get lost in the soundtrack one. That's really hard. The, oh. Because the thing is, like, it's it's hard because I loved the solo soundtrack, but I'm thinking of this as like a book thing, and I think like, um, I feel like the solo bo- the solo story would be more interesting in books and I feel like we would get more in depth about that. So I feel like a lot of the stuff that we wanted to see in like maybe a solo part two would actually be in a book. So I'm trying to play the long game here with that. (laughs) But also I feel like that, you know, um, last, like the finding Luke story could be a really interesting, compelling novel because I would be really interested to read like some of those things. I mean, I'm whatever. I don't know. It's hard. I'm going to say novel solo. Oh, that's hard. Rogue one movie. Movie. (laughs) You're on, you're on Rogue one for movie. Oh wait, that, I did that, that was your easy choice. Soundtrack. Oh my god, why can't I just can I just do the prequel trilogies as a soundtrack like all together? But no, I can't. Oh, that's hard. There's a great really- question from Jeff. It really it got everybody's uh, noodle cooking. I think so. That's that's a that's a credit to Jeff for for that. For you sure. know what? I think I'm gonna go Last Jedi soundtrack because I really liked it. It's. I think it's it's the weakest of all so far. I think. In my opinion, but uh, no, I respect you know I respect Actually, the conundrum. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm gonna do solo solo soundtrack because I really liked that soundtrack. And then actually, you know what? I did, but then I feel like I would have a better time reading solo than I would the the sequels. I don't know. You know uh, if you we'll were actually back. evacuating, Michelle, you you would have been you would have been destroyed. You'd been killed in the uh, the, the base I'm attack. I'm already dead. You know that I'm literally like, <laughs> you know why I don't like zombie shows? I realized this recently. I don't enjoy zombie shows because I'm probably going to like kill myself at the beginning because I don't want to be murdered by a zombie. So like I'm literally the last person who oh. needs to be in an apocalypse. Like I would just drown myself. Like Oof. if we were drowning. It's that's, the that's a bad way to go. Like, you know, I would rather like, or just take a bunch of pills and like die first because I don't want to deal with that like terrifying situation. So it's okay. I would rather burn to death in the lava pits, <laughs> you know, with Anakin's limbs because I'm good. So we've talked about uh, overdosing and earthquakes today in, in today's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. You know, well, guys, it's hard. just kill me. I, I'm. I, I don't want to make this decision. I already it's made okay, my Michelle, decision. What am I talking about? Michelle, it's okay. I, I I take care of you. This we'll, is we'll, a hard we'll, question. We'd Great get question. we'd get through it. We'd get through it together, like Daryl and Carol. <laughs> <laughs> it would be rough, but we'd get through it. Uh, for me, Rogue One is the movie that I take from the sequel trilogy. Uh, the novelization of the Last Jedi is uh, is too good to pass up. And um, I went with solo, so I'm eliminating. I'm elimi- uh, eliminating anything JJ touched. I mean, I'm good with that. 
Yeah, well, you know what? I'm I'm flipping on film and novel, so I'm going with the Last Jedi all day, every day. I just and, and believe me, it's not it's not that it's not that I don't like the I love the Last Jedi. Just that Rogue One just gives me a little bit more. Oh, that's fine. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's it's, it's for me. This was the easiest choice at any really? point in this. Like, I just I I love the Last Jedi. I I really do. So this, the, the Last Jedi was an easier choice to make over Rogue One than. Empire was over a new hope. Uh, no, Empire was the harder choice. This so one, Empire yeah. over a new hope was a harder choice than picking Last Jedi over Rogue One. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, I just like, I just wanted to know if I had to break down my it would be like my if, if I had to make a pie like chart that. of my love for the four sequel trilogy movies, fifty like percent of it would go to the Last Jedi, and then. Uh, I you know, I don't know. It, it, the Last Jedi has the biggest share of that pie. I'll, I'll put okay. it that way. Um, novel. I'm going Rogue One. Hmm. Alexander Freed wrote a hell of a novel. And soundtrack. I, I struggled a bit with this one. Ultimately, I go with Solo. Only because the things I. It's if I want to hear the great things about. The TFA soundtrack. You're getting it in, in The Last Jedi. I, as well. I hear it in The Last Jedi. So yeah, uh, true. John Powell did a made a great, great soundtrack, which again, which it's a little bit of a happy loophole, and then I'm I'm not loopholing anything, but you get to take some extra OT stuff with you. Yep. There's yeah, OT you definitely nods. do. You, you you get you get some OT nods and, and you also get Hans theme, which was written by John Williams, so there's a little bit of a loophole there too. Yep. I think solo soundtrack is a, is a solid, solid call here at, at this era. Um, and just boy, uh, what the hell is it called? That track 14 or 15 reminiscence therapy from the solo soundtrack. Oh, oh my God. Fun. It's the castle. Uh, it's the start of the castle run with the tie fighters and all oh. of that whole sequence is just amazing. Yeah. Epic. And I, I, you know, I'd usually rather hear newer stuff. I, I don't don't want you don't have to necessarily lean on the old cues to make great Star Wars music. But this one just like it takes what John Williams did, just adds in so much more like pounding drums. It just kicks the adrenaline up like five notches for me. I just love what John Powell did with that with that particular music. And and the music in Rogue One, if you're watching the movie, you still get you still get the soundtrack. So that was a little bit of a so uh, oh, yeah, yeah. the you for sure getting like, that getting the master switch and not yeah i love it yeah I, I owe i think i owe rogue one another watch again soon it's it's i've watched <sighs> i've watched tfa and recent like two weeks ago i watched the last jedi today solo i played not too long ago so rogue one i have to give i have to give another turn to very very shortly still on netflix i don't know if it's on netflix canada but it, it just got on this week actually was it I, yeah, I just started watching it, and uh, which is weird because well, Rogue One was there for a while. It's been there for quite a while. Yeah, it was it there. May, it may have come off and gone back on, but off. it was there a long, long time ago. No, I, I'm I'm it saying Solo. Oh, Solo, yes. Solo just got on. Yeah. Oh, Solo's on there. Oh, Solo's not on there for us yet, but Rogue One was on there for a while, and then um, when the Last Jedi came on, it was off for a little bit, and then I think it came back on. Rogue One for us. And we, we have uh, we have Jeff's bonus question. We get to take any season of one of the animated series. 
how how like I, I wonder how strongly we feel about any of these. Michelle, do you have any strong feelings about any particular season of Rebels or Clone Wars or Resistance? I mean, with with I mean, I would obviously go with I think I would go with Rebels, but I don't know if I would go which season with the first one or the most or, or the last one. That's the hardest because I feel like meeting the characters for the first time is really exciting, but I think. I feel like that that story, like that emotional through line of that that final season. I don't know about that. That's tough, man. Because for it's me, there, there's season season two. You get Twilight of the Apprentice, mm-hmm. oh, and and season good. three, you're getting Twin Sons, and you're getting uh, the Thrawn, uh, the Thrawn stuff, which is like, I mean, as far as uh, season was that? connective tissue to to the. Um, so the OT is is really really cool. So it's t- it's a toss up between two and three, and uh, I, I uh, invariably uh, think three is is the better season. But um, I think I, I settled with Clone Wars season three, where there's I th- I believe that's where the Mortis arc is. Uh, I think if I'm you're not, right. I think you're yeah. Right. If I, I'm not mistaken, yeah, I, I made this mistake earlier in the week, so I, I I'm pretty much prepared for it now. But um, there there are other things. There's a part of me that says, give me season seven of Clone Wars. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> I'll just take it on blind faith, right? <laughs> exactly. Just on blind I mean, that's, faith. That's because they've good... had five years to work on it. Or not you know more what? than that. Seven years. Seven years to, 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 to come up with ideas and stuff of how to wrap it up. I think, uh, yeah, I think season seven might be the best of Clone Wars. Uh, let's go out on a limb and say that. I'm with Carlos. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that, too. Yeah, because I, I feel like there's just so much like it's not just them wanting to like and all the anticipation that they've wanted to finish the series they've they've wanted to finish it the way they wanted to, but also like they're also creating and putting out a product of like where they think it will stand the test of time maybe with all of these fans that have been waiting. For 10 years and Star Wars fans are hard like they're a hard crowd so like I mean I feel like it's it's gotta be fantastic I mean I know it's going to be but it I feel like on all fronts like it it has to be great like if if after all of this if it sucked could you imagine Mm, I don't think they're capable there's no way there's no way there's no way it's gonna suck but like I'm just saying I feel like there's just so much potential there i feel like i feel like it's gonna pay off so i'm gonna actually you know what yeah i'm gonna go with with what carlos said that's go with that's uh, yeah i mean i don't think that's going worse it is a sort of a leap of faith but i it's not it can't be that much of a gamble it's it's gonna be unbelievable and just i might draft in with you guys just to, just on the strength of getting siege of mandalore and seeing ahsoka <laughs> and rex and dealing with that like i don't even need anakin and obi-wan i've got enough of those guys i don't need to see any more from those two Give me Ahsoka and Rex's story with Maul and the Mandalorians. I'm ha- that could make me happy enough. Uh, but I, I, with dealing with stuff that we've already got, I went with season four of Clone Wars, and I, it, the season three was shortlisted because of Mortis. Uh, season four, it's got it's got the Mon Cala arc, it's got that Umbara arc, uh, it's got and it has Kenobi undercover as uh, as Reiko Hardeen. Like that whole season is just straight fire. That was a great storyline. 
it was so cool. That whole season was just money. So I, I went with that. I want. I also wanted to do season five of Clone Wars and I, Rebels season two just to have Twilight of the Apprentice. That was shortlisted. But yeah, season four of Rebels uh, of the Clone Wars for me. I really loved so season five. I loved the way that they told that story in like the four part like story arcs. Like I, I just really loved it. It was really, really good, man. And like seasons three, like God, even two, three, four, and five of Clone Wars yeah, were really, I loved- really solid. Uh, Ahsoka's character development. What a a reversal from from going from somebody who in the film, the Clone Wars movie, utterly annoyed me and and seemingly everybody else too, to within, you know, once we got our our hands on her in the the animated series, I was like, wow, she like this character is actually really cool. But anyway, that's another story for another time. Uh, That's that's the end of the show. Jeff. What a way to bring it home, my friend. Great, great question. That one that one had my brain actually a little bit on, on meltdown for a while. So hats off to Jeff Keltz, Knight of the Commonwealth. Thank you, sir. And that's it. That's that's going to do for this week, everybody. Uh, thank you for the question again, Jeff. And if, if you guys out there want to send in your question to the podcast, you can do so by sending in an email to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. Or you can also DM me on Twitter or Facebook. And I just want to uh, welcome you guys, the new new participants to our Facebook group. Uh, welcome aboard. Have some fun. Make yourself at home. And also invite everybody else listening who is not yet in our Facebook group. Come join us. We have a ton of fun in there all week long. It is an absolute riot. Things go off the wall. Uh, it's, it's one of the coolest little communities out there. So please join us. And uh, lastly, I want to thank Rob Wade for endorsing this episode of the podcast on Emotionally14.com. If you like laughter, and I know you do, you owe it to yourself to check out Emotionally14.com and to check out Rob's Crazy Train podcast. And so that's it, guys. With all that out of the way, Carlos, your social media, where can we find them? See Candido Music, Twitter and Instagram, Carlos Candido on Facebook or at patreon.com slash Carlos creates throw three to three bucks my way uh, and get new music every month uh, as an exclusive uh, before anybody else months and months and months before and uh, join in the, the polls and the design aspects for new t-shirts and, and, and other stuff. And uh, yeah, jump on board, do it. Carlos creates. Carlos yep. is rocking it, man. Make, making some great music these days. Do Thanks that. Uh, Michelle, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at tediously underscore brief and on Facebook at Michelle Grandine. And um, you can also find uh, all of my nerdy things, collection updates, and my book blog at Traveling Book Nerds on Instagram. And uh, we're going to be organizing, a friend of mine and I are going to be organizing a Game of Thrones read-along to prep for the uh, final season released in April, the trailer which just dropped while we were recording this podcast, so I haven't seen yet. Um, but if you guys are interested in all of the Game of Thrones side talk that we do on this on Sith Disturbers, you can come read the books with us uh, and find us over at Traveling Book Nerds. 
So, and I've I've said it many times, but if you want to know how to properly run an Instagram account, you need to follow what Michelle is doing. Like, um, such a great account. So much work goes into it. You do such a wonderful job with your with your Instagram accounts. Uh, my my Instagram account, which is not nearly as cool, can be found at Tumbling Saber, and you can also find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter. And again, the Facebook group is wide open for you guys to come and join us and have some fun. Uh, and that's where I'm at. And also, the other guy you didn't hear tonight, my lovely younger brother, Corey. You can find him at Chop Rules with a Z, because uh, I'm not a treasonous person. I will <laughs> call him Chop Rules with a Z. <laughs> and uh, definitely, uh, any hate mail for this podcast can also be sent to Chop Rules with a Z. And uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you'll go easy. And instead, like the podcast and send us a review on iTunes uh, of, of the uh, maybe maybe the five star variety. That would be helpful. Uh, and yeah, we would be eternally grateful if you did that. But that's it, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode 158. It is now in the books and we will catch you again soon. Our, our powerful friends are going to be treated to another episode of Worthy of Recognition this week. And for everybody else, you will hear us again in episode 159. So have yourselves a great week, and we'll talk to everybody later. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see.
I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com.